Section 19 of Prayers and Meditations by Samuel Johnson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. 1781, the 2nd of January. I was yesterday hindered by my old disease of mind, and therefore begin today. The 1st of January. Having sat in my chamber till the year began, I used my accommodation of the morning prayer to the beginning of this year, and slept remarkably well, though I had supped liberally. In the morning I went to church, then I wrote letters for Mrs. Desmolins, then went to Streatham, and had many stops. At night I took wine, and did not sleep well. The 2nd of January. I rose according to my resolution and am now to begin another year. I hope with amendment of life. I will not despair. Help me, help me, O oh my God. My hope is to rise at eight or sooner, to read the Bible through this year in some language, to keep a journal, to study religion, to avoid idleness. Almighty God, Merciful Father, who has granted me such continuance of life that I now see the beginning of another year, look with mercy upon me. As thou grantest increase of years, grant increase of grace. Let me live to repent what I have done amiss, and by thy help so to regulate my future life, that I may obtain mercy when I appear before thee through the merits of Jesus Christ. Enable me, O Lord, to do my duty with a quiet mind, and take not from me thy Holy Spirit, but protect and bless me for the sake of Jesus Christ. Amen. Good Friday, the 13th of April, 1781. I forgot my prayer and resolutions till two days ago I found this paper. Sometime in March I finished the lives of the poets, which I wrote in my usual way, dilatorily and hastily, unwilling to work, and working with vigour and haste. On Wednesday the 11th was buried my dear friend Thrale, who died on Wednesday the 4th, and with him were buried many of my hopes and pleasures. About five, I think, on Wednesday morning he expired. I felt almost the last flutter of his pulse, and looked for the last time upon the face that, for fifteen years, had never been turned upon me but with respect or benignity. Farewell. May God, that delighteth in mercy, have had mercy on thee. I had constantly prayed for him some time before his death. The disease of him from whose friendship I had obtained many opportunities of amusement, and to whom I turned my thoughts as to a refuge from misfortunes, has left me heavy. But my business is with myself. The 18th of September. My first knowledge of Thrale was in 1695. I enjoyed his favour for almost a fourth part of my life. Easter Eve, the 14th of April, 1781. On Good Friday I took, 
in the afternoon some coffee and buttered cake, and today I had a little bread at breakfast, and potatoes and apples in the afternoon, the tea with a little toast, but I find myself feeble and unsustained, and suspect that I cannot bear to fast so long as formerly. This day I read some of Clark's sermons. I hope that since my last communion I have advanced, by pious reflections, in my submission to God and my benevolence to man. But I have corrected no external habits, nor have kept any of the resolutions made in the beginning of the year. Yet I hope still to be reformed, and not to lose my whole life in idle purposes. Many years are already gone, irrevocably passed, in useless misery. That what remains may be spent better, grant, O God. By this awful festival is particularly recommended newness of life, and a new life I will now endeavour to begin, by more diligent application to useful employment, and more frequent attendance on public worship. I again, with hope of help from the God of mercy, resolve, to avoid idleness, to read the Bible, to study religion. Almighty God, merciful Father, by whose protection I have been preserved, and by whose clemency I have been spared, grant that the life which thou hast so long continued may be no longer wasted in idleness or corrupted by wickedness. Let my future purposes be good, and let not my good purposes be vain. Free me, O Lord, from vain terrors, and strengthen me in diligent obedience to thy laws. Take not from me thy Holy Spirit, but enable me so to commemorate the death of my Saviour Jesus Christ, that I may be made partaker of his merits, and may finally, for his sake, obtain everlasting happiness. Amen. Easter Sunday, 1781 I rose after eight and breakfasted, then went early to church, and before service read the prayer for the church militant. I commended my friends, as I have formerly done. I was one of the last that communicated. When I came home I was hindered by visitants, but found time to pray before dinner. God, send thy blessing upon me. Monday, the 16th of April. At night I had some mental vilications, or revulsions. I prayed in my chamber with Frank, and read the first Sunday in the duty of man, in which I had, till then, only looked by compulsion or by chance. This day I repeated my prayer, and hoped to be heard. I have, I thank God, received the sacrament every year at Easter, since the death of my poor dear Tetty. I once felt some temptation to omit it, but I was preserved from compliance. This was the thirtieth Easter. The 22nd of June, 1781 Almighty God, who art the giver of all good, enable me to remember with due thankfulness the comforts and advantages which I have enjoyed by the friendship of Henry Thrale, for whom, so far as is lawful, I humbly implore thy mercy in his present state. O Lord, since thou hast been pleased to call him from this world, 
look with mercy upon those whom he has left. Continue to succour me by such means as are best for me, and repay to his relations the kindness which I have received from him. Protect them in this world from temptations and calamities, and grant them happiness in the world to come. For Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. The 2nd of September, 1781 When Thrale's health was broken, for many months, I think, before his death, which happened on the 4th of April, I constantly mentioned him in my prayers, and after his death, have made particular supplication for his surviving family to this day. The 18th of September This is my 73rd birthday, an awful day. I said a preparatory prayer last night, and waking early, made use in the dark, as I sat up in bed, of the prayer. I rose, breakfasted, and gave thanks to church for my creation, preservation, and redemption. As I came home, I thought I had never begun any period of life so placidly. I read the second epistle to the Thessalonians, and looked into Hammond's notes. I have always been accustomed to let this day pass unnoticed, but it came this time into my mind that some little festivity was not improper. I had a dinner, and invited Alan and Levitt. My purposes are the same as on the first day of this year, to which I had hope of, more frequent attendance on public worship, participation of the sacrament at least three times a year. The 18th of September Almighty and most merciful Father, who hast added another year to my life, and yet permittest me to call upon thee, grant that the remaining days which thou shalt yet allow me may be passed in thy fear and to thy glory. Grant me good resolutions and steady perseverance, relieve the diseases of my body, and compose the disquiet of my mind. Let me at last repent and amend my life, and, O Lord, take not from me thy Holy Spirit, but assist my amendment, and accept my repentance, for the sake of Jesus Christ. Amen. Sunday, the 14th of October, 1781 I am this day about to go by Oxford and Birmingham to Lichfield and Ashbourne, the motives of my journey I hardly know. I omitted it last year, and am not willing to miss it again. Mrs. Aston will be glad, I think, to see me. We are both old, and if I put off my visit, I may see her no more. She is a very good woman. Hector is likewise an old friend, the only companion of my childhood that passed through the school with me. We have always loved one another. Perhaps we may be made better by some serious conversation, of which, however, I have no distinct hope. At Lichfield, my native place, I hope to show a good example by frequent attendance on public worship. End of section 19